I don't usually use ass gaskets. I use toilet paper and make my own. Really? Dealio. Even if yeah. there is a toilet seat cover? Yes. You still prefer your own as if it's like more comfortable or better? Not or? necessarily more comfortable. I just, I, a couple of times when I was a kid, the ass gasket didn't fit around the toilet seat properly. Yeah. And that freaked me out, so I started doing it, and now it's just a habit. So 20 years later, <laughs> you still like to build your little toilet paper teepee fort yes. <laughs> on the seat because you're so afraid. To I put build your... a separate toilet out of toilet paper, <laughs> take a shit in that, and then flush the And then you paper. flush that toilet. <laughs> you build a toilet out of toilet out of toilet paper, <laughs> shit in that, and then flush that. <laughs> flush the entire thing. I don't see anything wrong with that. Hey everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Save for the Show with Dan and Eddie. This is episode 220 of your favorite comedy podcast where every week Eddie and I sit down, we make each other laugh, we make you laugh, we have fun. Eddie, it's a festive time of year. How can you not have fun right now? Yeah, exactly. But one thing that's kind of bringing me down right now is you used to um, talk about the number of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you don't do that anymore, man. 220. 220, man. That's a good number. <laughs> yes. Nice. Wait till we get to 227, <laughs> and then you can do your famous Jack A impersonation. <laughs> Sounds good. I need to start practicing, though. Where's Jack A right now? She was, uh, yeah, last time I saw her, she was on that, like, Celebrity Fit Club, I think. Oh, was she? Yeah, but that was, like, 10 years ago. Or I loved that show. Yeah, it was pretty good. That, as a show, I'm trying to think who was on there. That was really funny. Like, Warren G., <laughs> like, oh, Warren G was on? Ugh, yeah, you don't want to see fat Warren G yeah, losing weight. That's disappointing. Crumbling his gangster exterior. Yeah. Where the biggest struggle right now in Warren G's life <laughs> is that he's overeating, <laughs> not being Snoop Dogg's nephew and no. getting shot at or yeah. something. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's the thing. We like to see celebrities vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Man, there's nothing more vulnerable than admitting you're fat <laughs> and you need to lose some weight, especially as a celebrity. That's a real fall from grace. Yeah. You know, I overate, I gotta. I can't exercise. A lot of them are battling with booze and, mm-hmm. you know, those demons. Because none of them, Tom Cruise wasn't on there. <laughs> you know, it was like D-list celebrities. Yeah. You're Warren G's. Man. So, yeah. Anyhow, Jack He's a K. G-list, right? Would he be a G- He would be on the G-list. <laughs> um, Jack Hay. Real bold move to name yourself just one name. Yeah. I mean, you really got to be... Could you imagine telling your friends to start calling you Eddie only? <laughs> like if you went in a job interview and you just wrote Eddie yeah. on your thing. You could do that because you're a creative. I was going to say, I, I think I could pull that off. Right. You could. And it'd be like, oh, wow, this Eddie guy. <laughs> He's cr- amazing. He doesn't have a last name. Yeah. Well, how are we going to pay him, Sharon? I don't know. <laughs> but we need to hire him, Eddie. Um, but Jack Hay is dope, too. Because it's a name that's like an onomatopoeia. You know what I mean? Like it sounds, like it looks, yeah, like Buzz, Jack A, Jack A. Like how can you call someone Jack A without smiling? Yeah. So anyhow, Marla Gibbs though too, and then you got that poor lady on that show. Her name's Marla Gibbs, which is the opposite in hotness compared to Jack A. Yeah, I mean Marla Gibbs sounds like an overweight person, right? So two two seven. Well, wait till we get to episode two two seven, and buddy, we'll do this whole joke again. Jack A Fit Club. And and we'll keep rolling. Sounds All right, two twenty. It's good. Yes, it's festive. It's it's a great time of year. Mm-hmm. It's December right now, and everyone's in a great mood. It's also really stressful because, yeah. especially for guys like you and me, I know, and I've talked about this 
ad nauseum on the show how bad I am at giving gifts mm -hmm. and how much I hate giving gifts. So this time of year, every day, I am kind of stressed out. Like, okay, what do I got to do? I got to get this thing. I got to figure it out. I got to make it perfect. Um, but it's still a lot of fun. Yeah. It's still a good time. I really decorated the house this year. You did. All I, out. I, you know, I did this. I have a two-story house. And you can always see, like, when you're a homeowner, especially right now, drive around your neighborhood. And it's fun to see the amount of effort yeah, yeah. people put into their homes. <laughs> and a lot of these people just put up, like, one strand on the bottom story. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, that's not nice. <laughs> but, man, that's like that takes a half an hour. Yeah. Like, you get out there. You get in the spirit. Um, Halloween decorations. Halloween. Holiday decorations are not cheap, though. No, they're not. At all. What about the people that have those uh, like star projector light things and don't put them in They just up. throw that in. What happens? <laughs> I mean, I feel like as seen on TV, there's this horseshit projector laser thing, which has been around for like four or five years, but it was really expensive. Mm -hmm. I mean, that light projector, when it first came out, I remember I saw one camping and I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and it was like 200 bucks and it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And now there's this like Chinese knockoff <laughs> you can get for $30. Yeah. And it looks like shit. <laughs> And everyone has it. Yeah. It's reached critical mass. Because you can get them at Walgreens, man. <laughs> right. Before you used to have to order it online, yeah. hunt it down. And it was like, there's a fog machine that makes fog bubbles. Okay. And I thought that thing was so dope. Now, if all of a sudden you could get a fog machine that made bubbles at Walgreens, mm -hmm. it'd lose a lot of its allure. <laughs> yes. Plus it'd be cheap and stupid. Yeah. So if you have this at home, don't use it. <laughs> you zig when they zag. Yeah. Don't be the other asshole in your neighborhood that stuck a $20 thing in your grass and then go out there and admire it. <laughs> My neighbor was out there uh, as I was coming over here mm -hmm. trying to set his up. Right. And I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Ugh, I know. It's fine. And it, listen, it's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a lot of blue lights. Like a few years ago, blue lights were really popular, like LED blue lights. Okay. And, you know, or a lot of times if you go in a neighborhood and you see an all blue house, those are Jews, which is pretty <laughs> funny because I think Jews, ironically, you don't like go out of your way to show you're Jewish. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you may wear like, like some Jews might wear like a tiny star of David or a chai <laughs> on their uh, necklace or something, but it's not like a cross or like yeah. a Christian who will have like a huge cross on the back of their lifted truck mm -hmm. in God we trust. Austin 316, like, whatever. <laughs> Austin 316. Jews don't really do that. But when they do this blue light thing, it's ironic to me because it's almost like, here are Jews. What is, what is the blue light in association with the Jewish people? Because at Hanukkah, like, blue and gold and silver okay. are associated with Hanukkah. Gotcha. The color blue gold in particular. I get, but exactly. the blue, I'm not really... <laughs> exactly. Plus, I think the Israeli flag might be blue. And white. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Anyhow, blue lights. However, you know what I heard this year on my lovely next door that I love <laughs> to frequent? Blue lights on your house mean you support Blue Lives Matter. Or you support, like, oh, really? blue, like cops, because that's what the color blue <laughs> okay. has come to be. So it's like this year I have all these blue lights, <laughs> and I'm clearly a uh, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> on team that team yeah of course i still support the police and i love the police whatever you can like the police and also be against police brutality oh like, definitely that's fine so i'm like what am i supposed to do now like i don't want to put those <laughs> out there and give the wrong message 
you need to get some some psychedelic black lights out there and just balance it out <laughs> right like yes like uh what's a uh, black panther yeah <laughs> lights with my blue lives matter lights what's it got to do so i also thought it'd be pretty funny not a lot of people are probably aware of that they put that out there mm-hmm. um, because there are i think in particular if you put like a blue light in your porch light that symbolizes that and uh, okay. that really annoys me too like can you just put up fucking lights? Yeah. Like, why do you have to have hidden messages and symbols in your Christmas lights? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, oh, I don't know, man. You know, they had a Frosty out in front of their <laughs> house, and people with Frosty say that they don't support Donald Trump <laughs> because he's Frosty. <laughs> like, I, I, I really feel like somebody wanted to do a subliminal message. Some dumbass meme could go like wildfire oh, on yeah. Twitter if he were like, look, show your solidarity with Bernie by putting a, a stork <laughs> out on your front grass. A stork, okay. Subliminally, people will see the stork and they know that you don't support Trump. Yeah. I, but seriously, like, you just put your goddamn Christmas lights <laughs> up. But what I did, I'm really proud of myself, is I got on my second story. Like, I put the ladder <laughs> on the roof, and it was terrifying. Was it? Man, the difference between being, like, on the ground and just being 10 feet up, yeah. hanging off a roof... Like, I could probably fall off the roof and land on my ass and be okay. Mm-hmm. But you're still scared. Yeah, definitely. Like, it was kind of scary, and it took me a few minutes to get my bearings. And I look over at my neighbor, and that motherfucker had a ladder on the roof, <laughs> and he was on, like, the third part of the roof. Wow. Like, the, the tippy top. And he looked down at me and was like, what's up, man? Oh, man. And I was like, dude, what are you, Spider-Man? That's terrifying. So I, I I don't think I noticed his house. It didn't seem like any more decorated than yours. Like, Go check it out. He has on the top of his roof okay. like a Santa and a reindeer mm-hmm. to uh, you know, really show. Plus, I feel like that's his symbol. He just put it out there. Guess what, neighborhood? <laughs> this guy got on the roof, on the <laughs> roof's roof. Yeah. And all you did was walk a strand, plug in a thing. <laughs> I put my life on the line. <laughs> For these things so when your kids drive by and look at it i did that for them yeah so i tried you should try using a drone Ooh, to, to hang the lights to hang the lights and see once again that would be another great viral video that you could make of you know a guy tried to drone a drone <laughs> what happened next blow your mind <laughs> have you seen the disneyland drone show no I, I don't know if it's replacing the fireworks but it's like 200 drones and they're all in sync what? And they like they create like like Mickey Mouse head in the sky and like they just do all these with their own pictures. lights with their own lights they're all like glowing drones and it's crazy like how detailed like mm-hmm. they can get but I'm I mean it's not it's I, Westworld I don't think, dog almost man it's almost <laughs> there but I don't think it's it's at the point where it can replace the uh, the fireworks show but I think it's it's gonna go that direction I mean I wonder if you hear like. Like, do you hear their propellers? Well, there's music, so okay. yeah, music is just blasting. So. Okay, that would be ominous. <laughs> you could hear them buzzing. But I think, yeah, you miss out on, like, the, yeah. the, the boom. Plus, fireworks are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess 40 flying robots over your head, kind of dangerous, it's probably, too. <laughs> it's probably a little dangerous. <laughs> One of those gets hacked or a kid shoots a laser <laughs> at it. And next thing you know, you know, they're like, why did we put machine guns on these? <laughs> Whose idea was it to put machine guns on these drones? <laughs> and they're shooting everyone at Disney, and it's a, a catastrophe. Well, do something. Be part of your neighborhood. Yeah. Have a lot of fun. Also, this time of year, people like to go around and do nice things for other people. And my son is really good at piano. 
Um, sorry, my fucking phone just texted, <laughs> and someone at home is going to think it's their text, too. Um, how unprofessional. So bad. Eddie. I'm, I'm out of here, dude. Oh, God, this podcast is going downhill. No, so people want to do nice things, and my son plays piano really well, and a local Girl Scout troop asked him to go to an old folks home to play piano for the old folks pimp man yeah um not a paying gig okay unfortunately so he said no <laughs> no so he said great of course we'll go down there he'll play some peanuts he can play let it snow or silver bells mm-hmm. or something like that and we got there and we were driving there i thought to myself my kids have never been to an old folks home okay or a retirement community you know, old folks' home is <laughs> pejorative. That's rude. Yeah. It's a retirement community. So we go there, and I, and I, and I say to them, you know, guys, like, there's going to be a lot of old people here. I mean, they've never seen somebody who's 90. Mm-hmm. And a 90-year-old person to a 10-year-old person is probably like 900 yes. years old. Like all melted into their chair. Exactly. They're, they're wrinkled. They <laughs> smell. And most retirement communities, they're like somewhere between a cross between like a country club and a hospital. Yeah. Because <laughs> they need to take care of your ass. Yeah. So you smell food, but then you also smell medicine and latex. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> you know, it's really bizarre. And so I tried to prepare them and say, hey, there's going to be some old people, like really old. You know, don't get freaked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's somebody that looks weird, don't point at them. Yeah. <laughs> don't laugh at them. Because my kids are young enough to see someone to be like, look at that person's <laughs> eye. And thankfully, none of that happened. But the, the, the funniest thing to me was two things. One, we go there and they say to on the... the uh, intercom mm-hmm. you know everybody come on down to the rec hall <laughs> we've got some girl scouts here and a piano player for you guys tonight and then they come down <laughs> and there's like people on walkers people on wheelchairs wow. like all these old ladies like coming down all women okay. not one old man heard the intercom he heard there's some kids here singing fuck that <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna walk my old man ass down there yeah Maybe I, he was actually fucking at the moment, because don't they oh get God, it on that's in, true. in the retirement homes? This one wasn't that. It was closer <laughs> to death. So like a hospice? Not a hospice. Okay. I mean, the people there, the women were put up, they had makeup on, they you know, okay. they weren't like in hospital gowns. Yeah. But there were a couple people who, like you said, were very melted looking. <laughs> and I feel like these women, like, why do people think old people, all they want to do is see kids sing? Like, that <laughs> yeah. must be really true. Like the, right now, yeah. the notion of watching some kids sing, no thanks. <laughs> I hear my kids sing every day. I don't want to, don't come to my house with your kids and say, hey, they're going to sing for you, yeah. Mr. Fields. But when you're old and you start to look back on your life, the only thing you probably want to see is young people to remind you of when you were young and that you're not about to die. <laughs> you think it reminds them of that or do you think it makes them sad that they're not young and they're about to die? Right. Or like, oh man, my grandkids never come visit. <laughs> yeah. Haven't seen my grandkids or my daughter yeah. in over a year. Man. Fuck that. Which is why I love that none of the men came. <laughs> Not one man came, and I saw a bunch of them just hanging out. There was like a little rat pack, like a group of dudes. Oh, really? And they were just chilling outside, kind of with their arms crossed, like, we're not going in for this shit. I don't want to see someone else's grandkids sing some dumbass yeah. song. And it just, I, I couldn't, I felt like that's how I'll be as a grandpa. <laughs> Like, don't waste my time with this kid shit. Unless it's my grandkids. I'm not going out of my way to watch someone else's. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. For, there's very few kids that I like that aren't mine or I'm related to. Mm-hmm. So. 
unless maybe like or bring some hot nurses some like dirty <laughs> old man thing that I, sounds I, nice i'll get into that i'll get into that so i hope everyone's having a great holiday yeah uh, i'm excited we'll do a show next week and then we'll have some clip show and it'll be a great end to this fantastic year wonderful that we've had eddie speaking of fantastic year something great happened to me over the weekend i had sex <laughs> i had sex with a lady aka my <laughs> wife and that's always a great thing mm-hmm. i always love it and we did it and i don't know about you but you know we have unprotected sex mm-hmm. because my wife is on birth control we're married <laughs> we're both clean yes like that's just kind of what you do mm-hmm. and as a gentleman when you finish inside your lady as a courtesy you know you pull out and then you give her like a tissue or you know your pile of sex towels <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know about you but i have a huge pile of sex towels okay. that i just keep on my bedside that's smart it's real smart <laughs> you know i mean i have 52 and we have one a week it's and we throw it out <laughs> so my sex towels is typically more a box kleenex okay. or something and i reach over and i do that like an acrobatic move like it's like i have like my finger in the hoover dam you know because the second that i pull out of my wife i act like as if like a gallon of sperm <laughs> is gonna like spill out of her body and all over the sheets right and that's another so you like shush her vagina lips <laughs> no well i stay inside and i like do this like shimmy shake move where i try to stay inside grab a tissue so the second i pull out like a bloody nose or a mm-hmm. wound i can immediately you know give her <laughs> okay. give her some because i don't want she doesn't want to jizz all over the bed no you know make a wet spot my wife just like holds it in yeah and then goes straight to the bathroom she gets no spillage no spillage man maybe she just maybe nicole has to do some kegels or something i guess so yeah um, don't talk about my wife's ke- <laughs> kegels well your wife's vagina is like a fist it is yes good for her god bless her well my wife's more relaxed i guess i don't know so anyhow i reach over there's no tissues and the only thing i can find are a pair of athletic shorts <laughs> that i was wearing beforehand so I'm like, oh, babe, I'm sorry. Here, like, take this if you have anything you need to clean up with. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are these, your fucking shorts? Are they clean? I said, they're fine. They're fine. Just just do it. And they were clean because I had them in a pile next to the bed because I wake up early and go to the gym. And they were my workout shorts for the next day. Mm-hmm. So she wipes off with them, throws them on the ground, and we watch Westworld or whatever, <laughs> and we go to sleep. And then I wake up in the morning, and it's you know 6 a.m. It's pitch black. Mm-hmm. I get dressed. I go to the gym. And when I get into the gym, and when you go to the gym that early in the morning, it's like pitch black outside, and you walk in the full lit gym. Yeah. <laughs> you're in your house, and you're walking around like a, a cat burglar, trying not to make any noise. I make myself a coffee. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be so quiet, because if at 6 a.m. I wake my kids, mm-hmm. I mean, I might as well not come home. Yeah. <laughs> my wife will be so angry that, yeah. like, not only did I wake up the entire house <laughs> for her to then take care of alone for an hour... <laughs> I mean, that's rude. Yeah. So I'm a cat burglar. Get to the gym, and I realize the pants I'm wearing are the jizz <laughs> shorts. And there's jizz on them. Perfect. And they're like dark blue shorts. I mean, it clearly looks like I have cum. <laughs> I mean, this is not something like you. no one's ever seen before. Yeah. Most every person knows what cum, dried cum, <laughs> looks like on some basketball shorts. And I was pretty embarrassed, but I just rolled with it. And of course, I saw someone I knew <laughs> who had asked me a question about my son's baseball glove. Nice. You know, so I had to have a conversation with this man. Did you go clean it up, though? I went to the bathroom. I kind of like wiped it okay. off a little bit, but it was still kind of there. <laughs> Plus, then like the paper towel shredded oh, into, yeah. the t- into the shorts. Yeah. So it kind of drew more attention to it. <laughs> 
But then at that point, it kind of just like dried paint or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not dried paint. Crusty jizz. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my story. <laughs> All right, man. What should we do? Let's do some questions. Yeah. So we got a voicemails. Uh, let's do a couple of voicemails real quick. And if anyone wants to send us a voicemail, you, you certainly can. There's a bunch of ways to do it. Some of our listeners and the that other show, that seriously casual show, one thing they said is how great our voicemails sound. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of people, especially English Paul, he just records it on his iPhone locally in like the voice memos. Yeah. And then he just emails it to us. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Yeah. If you don't want to use your telephone if you want to actually sound awesome but then i also kind of like the shitty way some of these voicemails <laughs> sound so whatever you want to do save for the show.com slash contact there's all the ways to get at us here here's a voicemail hey dan and eddie i'm uh on my way to work for another productive day this is uh brian from baltimore um I was listening to an episode from a couple weeks ago you guys did and uh, Dan you were talking about uh, having wet dreams. I know you're early 30 guy and um, I'm about 32. We're about the same age I guess. Um, I have wet dreams also so um, (laughs) I've learned to embrace it even though it's uh, a little uh, embarrassing at times sleeping next to my girlfriend and then uh, I wake up in the middle of the night with a with a big huge warm load in my in my drawers and I got, it's a hassle you know what I mean uh, but um, I'm not alone thanks Dan for admitting that you have wet dreams uh, I'm no longer embarrassed <laughs> so I induct you into the club of uh wet dreams I'm going to email you a a card along with this voicemail and uh, if I happen to go to California where you guys live um, I'll be sure to shake your hand well maybe a a fist bump it must have been raining there it must have been or something so so much there so now apparently I'm the poster child (laughs) for post-adolescent nocturnal emissions (laughs) That's the name of my new charity <laughs> that I'm starting. That's uh, pain. P-A-N-E, right? Post-adolescent nocturnal emissions. <laughs> pain. 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 I'm the president of pain. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's going to be, maybe that, that's it, Eddie. That's what finally blows the show up. <laughs> All these men come forward with their, their grown pain. I'm... Your <laughs> grown pain. <laughs> grown pains. Oh, Lord. Okay, so thank you, Brian. For admitting it as well yeah you know i guess this is one thing i do love about the podcast is every once in a while eddie and i will tap into some sort of universal truth just like if you're at a party and you say to one of your friends jokingly yeah man i i don't sniff my wife's underwear and your friend says no nah, me neither and then you say well i mean i might <laughs> and your friend's like dude i do too and i love it and then you have a kinship over smelling your wife's underwears yeah but that's not something you might say on the internet or that you have a wet dream. <laughs> you can't post that on Facebook asking for advice. So I love when we tap into something like that. And if someone at home can say, oh my gosh, I do the same thing. Yeah. Then that's a big win. Yeah, definitely. And I'm jealous, man. Like, I know. I wouldn't be embarrassed. I'm, I want to have a wet dream. It's free sex. Yeah. That's why I have my sex towels next to the bed <laughs> for easy cleanup. Easy cleanup. Jizz shorts. My jizz shorts, yes, that I then wear to the gym <laughs> like it ain't no thing. Uh, let's, do, let's do another voicemail. 
Hey, Dan and Eddie, it's Vix. Uh, I meant to send a message a while back. I think it was like three or four episodes ago. Um, somebody criticized uh, girls who squat <laughs> above public restroom toilets. Um, and I just have to say in defense, I mean, I live in San Francisco now, but I just moved back from Brooklyn. And in New York, the majority of the public restrooms don't have toilet seat covers. So I know a lot of people on the West Coast are sort of accustomed to that. But on the East Coast, it's almost like a luxury. So unless you are the type of person that cleans the toilet seat before they sit down on it every single time, um, if you're like me and like a little bit of a germaphobe, you learn to like pop a squat. Um, That said... I think the proper etiquette is if you are a female and you have a little bit of like out of bounds happening, um, obviously have to clean up after yourself. And if you don't, then you're just like, you know, a monster. But I would also like to say that if you cannot properly pop a squat, you should exercise your legs more often because it's all in your thighs. All right. Just wanted to put that out there. Health tip. Yes. So, you know, I think that's one thing people think. And thank you for the voicemail, Vicky. If you pee on the toilet seat, it's not like, well, the janitor is going to clean it up. Mm-hmm. It's the next poor sap. Yeah. And I've gone into a bathroom and put down the toilet seat cover and then it slowly soaks in. <laughs> and you think, oh, God damn it. Yeah. And then you've got to take that one off, wipe it off. And now you're wiping off someone else's piss, <laughs> which is just not fun. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's right figure it out be be a human being and don't uh you know be gross and you could you make your own ass gasket yeah out of like little things and like she said it's a germaphobe thing it's not like you're going to catch anything yeah and when like if i see pee on a toilet seat i just rinse it off with my own pee there you go and that kills all of the other person's germs stronger pee yeah and so i'm good to go that's good i like that <laughs> that's just like my move where i pee off the poop <laughs> like if i go to a bathroom public bathroom there's skid marks on there and i'm like peeing on someone else's poop that's gross yeah that's, that's like as close to having sex with a stranger <laughs> as you possibly can get uh the other thing is you know a lot of people use those ass gasket you know toilet seat covers wrong Mm. you are supposed to use it so it the front part especially if you're a guy you you put the hat part so the entire front is covered in case you get a witch's kiss ah okay a lot of people don't realize that they have the seat drop backwards Mm -hmm. instead of forwards and that gives your dick mouth protection too i did not know that i don't usually use ass gaskets i use toilet paper and make my own Really? Delio. Even if yeah. there is a toilet seat cover? Yes. You still prefer your own as if it's like more comfortable or better? Not or... necessarily more comfortable. I just, I, a couple of times when I was a kid, the ass gasket didn't fit around the toilet seat properly. Yeah. And that freaked me out. So I started doing it and now it's just a habit. So 20 years later, <laughs> you still like to build your little toilet paper teepee fort yes. <laughs> on the seat because you're so afraid. To I put build your... a separate toilet out of toilet paper. <laughs> Take a shit in that and then flush the And then you flush that toilet. <laughs> You build a toilet out of toilet out of toilet paper, <laughs> shit in that, and then flush that. <laughs> flush the entire thing. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, man, it's super clean. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good thing to do. A little wasteful, but eh. Uh, you know what? Who cares? You paid for it. Exactly. Actually, no, you didn't. It's a public restroom. You didn't pay for <laughs> taxes, that shit. man. Taxes. taxes. Yeah, taxes. All right, let's do some questions. So we get tons of questions. And like I said before, saveforthshow.com slash contact. You can be anonymous. You can email us at saveforthshow at gmail.com. On Twitter, SIFT Show. 
any way you want. Uh, we love people's questions. And I forgot to play this theme song. Fuck. <laughs> Here it is. You got questions? You got questions? We got answers. If that voice sounds familiar, that's Brian from Baltimore. Oh, shit, son. Yeah, he made us our question theme song as well. So here's a question for us, Eddie. I heard the show for the first time the other day, and I heard you call each other Cobros. Does that mean you're bromosexuals? No judgment, just wondering. I don't know what a bromosexual is, but as a joke, Eddie and I were brother-in-laws. Yes. Our wives, our sisters, and somebody or you said we're Cobros, and it's, it's not like a real thing on the show. We don't refer yeah. to ourselves as Cobros. Yeah. And that's yeah, cool. Yes, a listener wrote in and said it's actually co-brother-in-laws. Right. And not actual brother-in-laws. So right. So shorten it to Cobros. Cobros. Yeah. Which is also the masculine form of cobra. <laughs> in Espanol. Cobros. Cobros, bro. Uh, here's another question. Hey, Dan and Eddie, you guys are assholes. You think it's okay to make fun of retail workers? They work hard, just as hard as you and Eddie. Maybe they didn't have the education and parents you had. Whatever the reason, they take shit from people like you all day and still go home to their families, cook, help their kids with homework, and spend time with them. How dare you talk about retail workers like they're lower class? I'm done with your show, you jerks. (laughs) What is this person talking about? Yeah, okay, number one, my family owns a souvenir store in Las Vegas, and I've been a retail worker since I was five. Yeah, okay. And I work at Banana Republic. Yeah. So, yeah, I have nothing against retail workers. It's hard work, man. I've never had a retail job. When were we talking shit about retail? I don't even remember that. I was a waiter. I mean, and I talk shit about being a waiter. Being a waiter is hella easy. (laughs) It's stupid easy. But being in retail is awful, I'm sure. It's it's not an easy job at all. I'm totally stumped on this. If anyone listening remembers when we were talking shit, or if you're this person (laughs) who apparently said you're not going to listen anymore... (laughs) But I don't know. This is a comedy show, so it could have been a joke. Oh wait, maybe it was uh, the ninety-nine cent store. Oh, story. Is that come on! <laughs> no way. I was making the. I wasn't making fun of that woman's existence or her no. job. It's a terrible, awful job. I think maybe I said that the ninety-nine cent store is like the worst retail job. But that's not being rude. That's true. It's true, man. I mean, that's true. No one's like, I need to get into retail, and I want to work at the ninety-nine cent store. Right. Unless you're like 15 and it's your first job. Exactly. Or, I mean, what is, what's the turnover rate like at oh, there? Man. They're probably just constantly like, yeah, I'm not coming in. Yeah. Well, you fire me. Fuck <laughs> it. I don't care. I'll go work at the Dollar Tree next. <laughs> but I mean, look, I'm sorry. I and mean, yeah, that is, that is rude of us. If that's what it was, I take it all back. Yeah. And if it wasn't that, I would love to know what you're talking about. Right. And I hope people know that we're making light of the situation. Yeah. Come on, for crying out loud. Uh, here's another real question of someone putting, putting us on blast. <laughs> You know, roasting us. Apparently, okay. you don't say roasting. My son today, who's 10, said his friends were cooking him at school. Oh, really? And I said, what do you mean cooking? He's like, you know, like cooking. I said, you mean like roasting? He's like, yeah, but cooking. <laughs> and in a way, I thought that he was stupid and misusing it. Okay. But then he flipped it on me to say, no, we don't say roasting anymore. Now it's elevated to cooking. <laughs> And I thought, I don't know, because he still dabs and yeah. you know does like things that I feel like have already moved on. Mm-hmm. So I just can't tell. You need to come up with a word that doesn't even exist yet and be like, oh, no, you don't even know about this, dude? Oh, and to have him spread it? Yeah. Mm. I'm like, oh, shit, man. Yeah, Tweety Bird. That'd be, oh, that's Tweety Bird, no? <laughs> he would love that. <laughs> and then he takes it to school. Uh, so anyways, 
Here's another listener cooking us. <laughs> okay. Question for Dan. So do you have like black friends or are you one of those liberal white progressives who are quick to speak on issues pertaining to racism and diversity yet have no significant relationships with people of color? Just curious. P.S. Black listeners of the show don't count. Cheers. So, <laughs> all right. Right off the bat, I have a pretty significant relationship with one person of color, my brother-in-law, <laughs> who I love and adore and do a fucking podcast with. And I would never think to say that I understand any person of color's plight. And why is that not okay? Like, I have to validate to have an opinion on anything. By, like, I can't talk about Chinese people yeah. if I don't have, like, a best friend who's Chinese. Yeah. I don't think being that close to it doesn't give you a right to have an opinion. Um, but the, the answer to the question, not as many as I used to. I used to have some close black friends in college and high school. And in my industry, I I haven't become best friends with any of the people of color I meet mm -hmm. and in my neighborhood I'm good friends with a couple but not a lot like I don't have a buddy yeah. like a black dude friend that I can call and just be like hey bud like you're my best friend <laughs> not because I've avoided it yeah it just hasn't happened like I don't know I don't I've never tried to force a black friendship either yeah just to be like yeah I got a black friend exactly I mean I, it just it's never happened so and you work from home too so I mean it's not like you're out there just meeting people every day right so yeah when I used to work in an office I've I have T tons of, of mm. people of color as friends so whatever man <laughs> what do you want from me all right i'm like i'm i'm not allowed to have an opinion anymore and i mean i, I feel like if if your intentions are good you know of course then what does it matter what color someone is speaking about a, a topic right you want to get mad at me somebody who's trying to like i don't know spread some kind of awareness get mad at people who hate people of color <laughs> That's where you should put your energy on being mad. I'm trying to fight the good fight over here, for Christ's sake. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, all right, let's do a couple more. What is one thing that a beautiful woman could do to turn you off? And I, I really thought hard about this one. Is anything off the top of your head that could just turn you off? off? Um, I think two girls, one cup was a turn off. So I that, would say that end up being fake. I think it was. Yeah. I think so too. I think it was. Man, that seemed like a, another time. Yeah. On the internet, if, if anyone doesn't know what two girls one cup is, I would say Google it. <laughs> but it's filthy. It's one of those like first iconic, legendary viral videos of two girls shitting, and it's real shit. Mm -hmm. I think, but then they eat it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> they eat it and like snowball it. Yeah, to it's each other filthy. And, yeah, it's pretty gross. I mean, there's nothing sexy about that video. And even if it is fake, it's just disgusting. Yeah, just the thought of it is... Right. Is, ugh. And it's really well done. And especially, like, I think if we watch two girls... <laughs> it's really well done. I just mean it, it seems real. Yeah. <laughs> it seems real. But I wonder if we watch it now, if it would hold up. Or if we've all become so accustomed to viral videos, we'd look at it and say, uh-uh-uh. Yeah. The brown's a different color brown. <laughs> and just because now we're trained to question everything. Mm -hmm. Nothing on the internet's real. Um, but now, back then, also, too, I bet the quality was a little shittier. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in, like, HD 4K. Yeah. You know? <laughs> digitally, someone needs to digitally remaster <laughs> Two Girls, One Cup. I need to see it in crystal clear 4K. I need to smell it. I want to smell okay. that shit. God damn it. So two girls, one cup. Yeah, that would be gross. <laughs> I've never thought I wanted to see a girl eat shit or no. my shit. No. Um, you know what would really turn me off if a girl didn't have a lot of self-confidence, Eddie? 
Like, I don't know if this person wanted us to do something like that. Yeah. Like when a girl doesn't have, you know, uh, a love for the homeless, that makes my boner go away <laughs> big time, Eddie. Yeah. Or if she just had, you know, just warts all over her pussy. That too. I mean, that, that would be a turn off. would be a turn off. That would be. T- I see. I think what this person wanted us maybe to say was like blonde hair or a person of color, a person of color. <laughs> God damn it. Or like a weird nose. Um, but uh, conversely, I don't really have something else either that makes me just be like, oh, yes. Yeah. Like that girl has freckles. <laughs> Fuck. Freckles. Fucking freckles. God damn it. My wife does have freckles. She does. So, and you're Stu. I So, no, I don't have anything either way. I think I'm just a disgusting person and just happy no matter what. Yeah. Because I think the way the question was worded, turn you off, which I assume I already turned on. Mm-hmm. So this is a sexual situation. Okay. So, yes. So she's I, like on top of you. If I'm in, yeah, if I'm in a sexual situation, it's fine. Yeah. Two girls, one cup, fine. Do it. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. No, I'm not into that. <laughs> no, I'm, sorry. I'm just kidding. Neither am I. Neither am I. Uh, here's a question. Is it weird that I secretly wish my wife would stop breathing in the middle of the night? <laughs> that is weird. That is definitely weird. Unless you mean like she's a loud breather mm. and you wish that she would stop breathing so loudly. You need to get her uh, those nose strip things. Yes. That really helps. <laughs> that really helps. What are those called? Uh What's breathe the, right. Breathe right. Yeah. Get yourself a breathe <laughs> right. That's such a baller move if you're a product and the name of your product becomes like the nomenclature. Oh, yeah. Like Q-tip. Yeah. Kleenex. Mm-hmm. What else is another one? Um, I mean, Coke. Coca-Cola is kind of like a ubiquitous flavor yeah, of Coke. Yeah, that's true. You going to have another one? I, I don't. It looks like you had one's ready to jump I, off the your time. Yeah. People get the point. <laughs> so you're a breathe right strip. That's what you are. Get one of those. Yes. Now to answer the question, if you want your wife to die, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> you need to go listen to Dr. Duff's podcast. Please. And have him break it down because, yeah, you don't want your wife to die. It's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> you know I mean? That's what they say, but it's cheaper to keep her, dog. That's a real thing I think a lot of people talk about. I had a buddy who I think wanted to have a divorce, but he seriously wasn't going to because he couldn't afford it. Like, he's a 35-year-old guy, mm-hmm. and the notion of him, like, I mean, you know, he's got kids, he's got a job that can support just him, but all of a sudden, if you get divorced and you're just a dude and your wife doesn't work and you have to pay alimony and stuff, mm-hmm. like, you'd have to live in an apartment or something. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a nightmare yeah scenario so does he just like cheat on his wife or just hate her like oh this person yeah well the the person who it's cheaper to keep her Mm. no i I think they just like well he just figured it out and they were just in a shitty spot Uh, now they're fine again gotcha but yeah that's worse i guess it's worse to cheat you know cheating on your wife is worse than being honest with her Mm -hmm. um and let me walk it back i'm not talking talking shit about living in an apartment either like (laughs) i just mean how sad that would be yeah that your family is in your house and you're in an apartment Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think there's probably ever been a scenario unless the mom was abusive but it's just like default dad get the fuck out (laughs) and you're paying for us to live in the house yeah well you go to the retirement community and you know (laughs) live your ass there and that would be no fun no so make it work i'm sorry if you're having problems with your wife but be honest with her try to work it out i don't know i don't know if i'd be so honest where you should tell her that (laughs) you wish that she stops breathing in the middle of the night Mm -mm. but i would i would definitely check into uh, some type of program or something to get your head right right do you believe in the sort of theory like never go to bed angry 
Is that something that you and Kristen no. try to do? <laughs> no. Say, no yeah. We've we've gone to bed angry at each other. Hella angry. Yeah. Super yeah. pissed. But it's weird too, because I'd be like, I'm gonna go sleep on the couch. You wanna go sleep on the couch? Like I'll right. freely go sleep on the couch. And she's like, No, why would you do that? Mm. Why would you and I'm like, Really? Right. Because we're pissed at each other right now. Right. She's like, Well, you don't want to fucking sleep next to me? Oh, it's like, well, flipped I, it I, on. No, yeah. I just don't want this to stew. Yeah. But yeah, we've done it before. You know what my wife's move is, and she's so good at this, is she says, fine, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. <laughs> and then I say, oh, baby, no. And then I think of like my poor little wife downstairs on the cold couch. Like that just liquefies any part of my argument. And yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. Come on, baby. I'm sorry. Don't go downstairs. And she's like, no, I'm going down there. Um, but she's never done it. Uh, she finds, you know, that's the way it works. You should just let her do it, man. I should call her bluff. <laughs> you, you know, that's what I do. I'm too nice to my wife. <laughs> Throw a pillar at her. Be like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, take your pillow. No covers. <laughs> you want to play this game? Fine. I mean, I do that with my kids all the time. In fact, last night, my son was mad at me. And he said, well, I'm just going to sleep on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't care. <laughs> what Sleep on the floor all you want. Yeah. You're the dumbass sleeping on the hard, cold <laughs> floor, dude. He's like, nope, I'm sleeping on the floor. And I said, fine, I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. And sure enough, he fell asleep on the floor. But at like 10 o'clock, I put him in his bed. <laughs> I'm not a monster. You should have been. You Teach know? him a lesson. But that's the thing. They don't, these kids don't learn a lesson like that. No. There's this book called Love and Logic, I think. And it's a pretty popular book that I think anyone who's had a difficult kid has probably read. But the notion of the entire book is like, let the consequences do the teaching. If your kid does not want to wear a jacket to school and it's freezing, fuck them. Mm -hmm. Let them go to school. Let them be cold. And they'll come home and say, oh, daddy, I was so (laughs) cold at school. I apologize. I would love to wear a jacket next time. That doesn't happen. No. That never happens. They just the next day. That's like a battle of wills. But it does take a good weight off your shoulders to just not care. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Your kid's not going to die. Just let him not let him go to school and be cold. I feel like a teacher would like call you and be like, um, "Why did you not send your kid to school with a jacket on? It's right. thirty nine degrees outside. Should I call CPS?" You would think that, yeah. Except these poor teachers, they hate the kids more than anyone, <laughs> <laughs> probably. And they're like, "Look at that dumbass." <laughs> I know his parents told him to bring a jacket yeah. and he told him no. And so then the other day this happened and this is the first time it happened. My son didn't wear a jacket and the next day he's all, but I was so cold. I'm wearing a jacket. <laughs> and I said, finally, yeah. a lesson. You know, my kids don't eat dinner probably three times a week because <laughs> a lot of people say, oh, just make one thing and then your kids will eat it. I agree with that. Mm. Don't make your kids grill cheese when you and your wife or partner are having steak and they don't want to eat it. Mm. Say, you either eat this or you go to sleep or you don't get any food. Mm. They don't eat. <laughs> they don't care. They're like, fine, I'm yeah. out. I'm not eating this shit. Totally. And then what? They don't learn anything. <laughs> Fuck these kids, Eddie. Well, the jacket thing, you should sew in like ice packs into the insulation. Just really get them. Just be like, hey, what? why are you still cold? Why are you being a little bitch, son? Right. You got a jacket. I need to be more of a dad like that. <laughs> like I need to toughen these kids up. That's how my dad was. Like my yeah. dad, he would tease me mm-hmm. and like to the point where I would cry. Oh. And then I'd hear him like talking to my uncles and like, yeah, that's to make them tough. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's making me tough or if it's making me angry. Seriously. <laughs> I don't, I, my dad would give me some good natured ribbing, but I feel like if my dad pushed me to the point of tears on teasing, like you're supposed to pull back a little bit. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's teaching. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. My dad's favorite thing was like if I had to go to the doctor and get mm-hmm. a shot, 
like I'd come home and he'd be like, how's the doctor? I was like, oh, good. I got I got a shot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, the doctor called me. He said you cried the whole time. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like telling my mom, I'm like, tell him I didn't cry. I didn't cry. Oh, he's geez. like, oh, yeah, you better not have. Like, right. Okay. Thanks, Dad. Pulling your leg. <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes our father-in-law will do that to the kids. Like, he'll tell them the craziest story. <laughs> Especially with my boys, like I, I feel like he's not going to bust your girl's jobs. It's <laughs> not really a grandpa to, to granddaughter <laughs> move, but he'll he'll tell my kids some crazy ass lie mm-hmm. to get them pull their leg. <laughs> These people, they're all terrible. That generation, Eddie, just a terrible generation. Uh, let's do a couple more questions and we'll call it a night. Oh, this is good. This one is a good with the theme of what we're talking about. Hey, Dan, I'm a new fan. I heard of the show through Dr. Duff on the Dead Inside show. Like Duff, I'm also a psychologist and I specialize in marriage counseling. I think it's cool you put your relationship out there and talk about all the issues you have with your wife. If you're interested, I could give you and your wife a free session. I'd write it off and I'll take care of all the paperwork. (laughs) Yeah, sure, man. Let me know. Okay. That sounds like free medical care yeah or it's just some weirdo who's like yeah give me a call man and uh right. tell me all about you and your wife's sex life i'm calling this guy's bluff <laughs> he thinks he wanted to be silly and write in to say that you know i have all these marriage issues which mm-hmm. i clearly do <laughs> and he wants to give us a free session send me your real number dog yeah put me on the couch <laughs> i've never done that with my wife but i feel like i would totally would mm-hmm. like it's like a tune-up like, I've never had an argument with my wife where I had a impartial third party. Yeah. That sounds great. It does. That's why those people get paid a lot of money, because it's someone to listen to try to really help you negotiate an issue. <laughs> Would you feel that way if they were taking your wife's side the entire time? They're like, Dan, you are being real <laughs> insensitive and illogical. But maybe I would say, you know what, you're right. Or I don't know, sometimes you need someone else to tell you you're being an idiot. Mm-hmm. And throughout my life, I don't know, like I'll never forget my first one of my first jobs. I was a waiter, and I was half-assing it, mm-hmm. and my boss was like, "You're fucking up," like, and he really <laughs> gave it to me, and it like was like I was like, you know what? He's right. And like sometimes you need someone to really put you in your place. Did you become the best waiter ever after that? I really did. Like that was your passion. Just imagine like a montage <laughs> to me to like some cool '80s music, and I'm like bussing tables. And I have like one hair over my face and I do like, and I blow it over back, you know, like just really working hard. And like the old Asian dishwasher is like your mentor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of course he's old and Asian. Maybe he's got secrets. He's got an odd tattoo and a weird mole. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that'd be fun. Uh, all right. So yeah, I'll let you know when my wife and I uh, get that. Uh, here's a real question from a, from a real person. Uh, this is from my friend Keith Steckler. He's been on the show. He was on the podcast way in the beginning. Okay. Like episode 15 or something. And I can't believe he still listens. So shout out to you, Keith. He tweeted at me the other day. And he also does this funny thing on Twitter where he searches for the hashtag airport living. If you go on Twitter, like search for that. And the stuff people do at the airport, I mean... The things they eat, the way places they have to sleep, mm-hmm. it's barbaric. Yeah. And so he kind of collects the best ones and curates that. But he had a serious question. He said, I was having a discussion at work the other day, and I thought I'd kick it to you two gents. If there was a book about your life, what would the title be? <laughs> what a hard-ass question Seriously, is this. Seriously, man. Keep up the good work. And I had a real hard time dude, coming up with something like that. Yeah. The Bible for you, <laughs> clearly. Obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I, I need some time to think about that. I know. That's a tough one. Moby Dick <laughs> for me. 
for, for, uh, for me. The Great White Whale. <laughs> Mine's the uh, Asian Anaconda. Oh, great. I haven't read that book. I haven't read that one. You know, a couple of weeks ago at my son's school, they had a banned books week, which I thought was really funny because they're clearly not banned anymore. So they like were. books that, that were banned in the past because right. of content? Like a To Kill the Mockingbird, okay. Fahrenheit, 451, stuff like that or uh 1984 mm-hmm. and that made me laugh and they were like oh my son's like oh look this this book was banned dad <laughs> like it was hustler <laughs> or something i don't even remember what it was it was some dumbass book that probably had the n-word in it once and that was enough to make you know people get offended and, or whatever it might have been yeah huck finn or some shit right exactly yeah exactly all right questions are over i'm oh, sorry i just hit the mic questions are over and another fun thing that Eddie and I like to do on the show every week is our real treat. It's that time again. Come on. If it's Bailey's in your coffee, I'm just beating your meat. Come on, Dan and Eddie, tell me what's a real treat. All right, Eddie, what is your real treat this week? My real treat is a video game that was just announced for the PS4. Yeah? Super excited about it. They said they weren't going to make a sequel, but they are. What is it? The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, the first one was like one of the best games I've ever played, so pretty excited about it. I've never played it because I don't have a PS4. You should come over and play it, man. I'm X-Bone. It's it's an amazing game. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, maybe you let me borrow your PlayStation just for like a month. Probably not. Just bring it on over, dog. (laughs) And I'll throw I'll, it I'll in. bring it on over and play with you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that is a bummer that they got, that game's not an Xbox. It looks great. Yeah. I'm scared to watch the trailer for it because I feel like in the back of my mind, I'm going to play it one day, but I'm sure I never will. Yeah. Well, the, the trailer or the teaser for the, the new one coming out is doesn't show any gameplay. It's just okay. like, a, like a movie scene, basically. Gotcha. So. All right. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, my real treat is similar. It's media. And it's the movie Cool Runnings, man. Oh, hell yeah. So Cool Runnings was a movie made in like 94 or something. Probably around there, yeah. And it stars John Candy, mm-hmm. who's just a treasure. John Candy, man. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of times people throw like John Candy, maybe Chris Farley, like kind of in the same boat, mm-hmm. just because they're like big and from the 80s, 90s. But John Candy, there was like a warmth about that guy. Yeah, Uncle Buck, man. Uncle Buck, I mean... The guy's in so many movies. All those movies with Steve Martin. Yeah. He's so funny. And Cool Runnings, man, holds up. Oh, it does, man. 100% holds up. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. Which is kind of odd. Dougie Fresh is like the main. Dougie Doug. Dougie Doug. I mean, Dougie Fresh. (laughs) Dougie Fresh, the rapper. Lottie Dottie. (laughs) No. Dougie Doug (laughs) is in it. And it's a funny movie. My kids were dying laughing. It's funny, too, because it's rated PG, and they say asshole. Yeah. They say stupid, mm-hmm. and they might even say shit. They do say shit. A couple times. When he's yelling in the mirror. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Love that part. Uh, so I just love that back then we thought it was okay, and it <laughs> is. My kids could care less. Yeah. I think it makes the story even more real and believable, and we've watched it like three times already. Oh, nice. So, yeah, Cool Runnings. I don't know if it's on Netflix or something, but find it. It totally holds up. It's a great sports movie, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun. You were saying, like, it, it, it seems real or it doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't seem fake to you because of, you know, whatever. But John Candy used to be in the movie. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, a, a Olympic athlete. Mm-hmm. Was that 
it was like the real guy was he as heavy as john candy like later in life oh I, you mean I like wonder. the real based on our true story yeah. i don't know because that would be interesting yeah or did I, they just cast him because he's fucking john candy i think so okay yeah it was like in the movie 17 years ago or something mm-hmm. when he was a bobsledder and at one point in the movie someone from his past sees him and he says jesus christ what did you do to yourself <laughs> In the children's movie, something like that. Or like, good God, what did you do to yourself, man? Yeah. Like, not only is there poor language, but there's like themes like that, like ridicule <laughs> yeah. about weight. Yeah, fatty. Right. Bringing like, all these black guys to the right. Winter Olympics. Exactly. There is some little racism in it, yes. too. So it's a great movie. Uh, yeah, like I said, whether you have kids or not, it's fun. Cool, run, cool Runnings, man. Cool Runnings, man. Tallulah. Oh. Like a <laughs> And I, yeah, this is my mother's name. <laughs> There's so many funny jokes in it. It's a great, great movie. So, all right. What else we got going on here? That's it. That's it, man. That's it, Eddie. So next week, like I said, it'll be the last live show of 2016. So if you're at home and you want to send us a voicemail or a real treat or something, please do. Because otherwise, yeah, we'll, we'll rock it out the rest of the year and, and we'll go from there. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been... Oh, and the store. I forgot about that. Store.saveforthe-show.com. Offer code save it. That thing's still up. You can still get 15% off if you want to buy yourself. Treat yourself to a mug. Treat yourself. A real treat or something like that if you want. And otherwise, that's it. So this has been episode 220 of Save for the Show with Dan and Eddie. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you. I was in the city this week mm-hmm. you know i've been going to san francisco <laughs> quite a bit lately if any of our listeners are in san francisco let me know i will meet you <laughs> that would be rad i did meet one of our listeners once seb who's become kind of a buddy of mine mm-hmm. so uh, we're pretty accessible if, if you want to meet me and like put me in a cage <laughs> and throw shit at me or something like you know if you're that big of a fan of the show <laughs> you want to kidnap me i'm cool with that <laughs> that's a great story if you can get out to tell it, yeah. Well, you got to let me out. <laughs> I mean, listen, just capture me, throw me in a cage. You can tase my balls. <laughs> like, you know, don't give me food. You can put something up my butt. I, I don't care. Like, just give me some good fodder <laughs> that I can then come up. But you have to let me out. You can kidnap me and you can touch me. <laughs> but you have to let me escape. And you know what? I won't even tell the police. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's, that's, that's what I will do to thank you for kidnapping me to give me a good story for the show. I won't tell the police. Can someone please hold Dan to that? I mean, this isn't a legally binding thing. (laughs) Like, I will tell the police. And in fact, I'll probably have, like, a superhero fantasy where I'll break out and I will, like, jump kick you or, I don't know, fight you or something. Yeah. (laughs) But let's let's just say, for the sake of the show, you kidnap me or maybe we'll meet for coffee and talk. Yeah. I mean, or that. Is the coffee on you? No, no. No, I don't think so. Okay, fine, fine. The coffee's on me. So you can meet me and I will buy you a coffee and you can tase my balls. <laughs> Just a little bit. That's tase, not taste. Well, it's- <laughs> I don't know, whatever, man. Whatever works for these people. Do that.
Take a dick. 